Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, this is a way to uh, pitch your product, I guess, to a target audience. A group of elderly tourists in China all paid to go on a sightseeing tour recently. You know, you get all the seniors together, get on a bus and go around and look at things. Well, the, uh, the sightseeing tour, actually uh, part of it, was a stop in at a cemetery where they got a sales pitch. <laughs> Basically, hey, you're going to be dying soon. <laughs> Do you like the views here? Why not get buried here? <laughs> wow. I remember, uh, yeah, when you say views, it reminds me of when uh, we went to a cemetery for a, a family member. And I remember the uh, doing a drive around the cemetery looking at plots and places and then what would be the best spot for this uh, family member. And uh, the guy, like, showing us, oh, we're building a mausoleum over here. We're, we're doing all sorts of landscaping over here. We're putting in this beautiful fountain and garden over there. And I'm thinking to myself, well, the dead relative's not going to see it. Right. <laughs> Good views for the dead people. <laughs> You're all heart, Craig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you really are. But it, 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 it is something, though, because... And some people take that very, very seriously. Sure, Like, yeah. we're... Where their plot is, are they close enough to mm. to people that they know? Mm. That's, right, <laughs> you gotta have a good gab set. Right, I guess, yeah. Well, I know the lovely Marie even said to me when it was happening, there was like plots around that were still available. She goes, "You know, we should probably look into this." I said, "Eternity together." Yeah. <laughs> Really? <laughs> That's like when I went to buy uh, like the the wedding rings uh, with Adrian. I, I we they had bought her the engagement ring, and when we went to go pick out yeah. the wedding band to go with it, you know, the lady at the store was well, you know, you can get the diamonds all around the eternity mm. band right now. I said, well, I'm only promising death at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Long enough. <laughs> I can't make any commitments after that. <laughs> No, it's uh, it is an odd thing. I wanted to say to the guy, is this uh, is this ma- massive fountain going in costing us another five grand? <laughs> well, how much are we chipping in on this uh, this thing here? With your, the way your life has gone, mm. there'd be a leak right into your block. <laughs> wash me out. Be odd to find me out in the road. Well, I'll just be dust anyhow. Well, I said to Maria, I said, look, uh, my big game plan is to be cremated anyhow. I mean, we keep saying we should get around to organizing this. And, of course, you always put it off and put it off. But uh, um, I'm like, listen, my funeral is going to cost like 2500 bucks. Yours is going to cost like 25000 We both know that. <laughs> Marching band and the whole thing. Ridiculous. I know they used to do this thing. I don't know if it was just an Italian thing or others, but uh, when somebody would die, uh, more so I think dads, men, grandfathers, this type of thing, when they would leave the church before they'd go to the cemetery, they'd go back by the house. Oh, yes. And they'd pull into the driveway for a second. Like he's going to pop up and go, yeah. watch the grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody remember to put out the garbage? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I've, I have heard of that tradition, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the cremation is an interesting one because I I haven't given much thought uh, to all. I probably no. should uh, yeah. now. The clock is ticking. Yeah, <laughs> uh, especially working with you. Um, the, I do remember though when I was you know younger, I was probably about seventeen. I, I could drive, and uh, and you know if an older elderly family member had passed away, and and my grandmother, uh, it was my job to drive her. Mm. And but they all wanted. I realized later on they all wanted me to drive her because they knew she wanted to go to everything. Mm. Right, you had to go to you know everything before, and then you had right. to go to the uh, the ceremony itself, 
and then to the crematorium mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. No one else in the family wanted to go, so they let me drive. Right. I was just excited to get the car it's a whole for day the day. And then, you know, found out later on, oh, my God, I had to go to the crematorium. And, then, and, you know, in there, like, it was... Like really hot, which, mm. which which really I thought we were all getting uh, <laughs> taken down at that point. But I was like, oh my goodness, it was it was really a uh, uh, a crazy experience. And see, having watched Scrooge a couple of times, I was like, I don't know if I'm I'm ready for that part. Uh, I see. I think I'd rather that than the worms. Right. You know, it seems to me. But now that's odd because I, every time I've been involved in any funeral that had the, the person uh, cremated. Any gathering was after the fact. Like, nobody was actually at the the torching, the barbecue. I don't remember specifically whether or not uh, it went in. I think I'm probably mixing it up with movies that I've watched <laughs> since then. But. Yeah, because it would be pretty weird if you are actually all in there while the person was being grilled. <laughs> Ready yet? You know, that kind of thing. Right. But the other thing that uh, a lot of my in-laws have done in, in the past is they can't let any of it go. So when somebody dies... They have the whole the church, the cemetery, and then they're all buried basically at the same cemetery. And there's a lot of them in there now. And so you have to now go around to every single oh, one and right. pay respects. <laughs> I'm ready to crawl into the crematorium at that point. Anderson Cooper might have to just stick with the CNN and uh, news uh, reporting because he's not doing so great. As a guest host on Jeopardy, his ratings are the lowest, even worse than Dr. Oz. Wow. Numbers uh, came in from Anderson's first week, which began April 19th. And according to the reports, he drew a 5.1 rating. That's the worst. Dr. Oz was a 5.2, so not a big difference. Yeah. Uh, The numbers for Anderson's second week, which aired uh, the week after, haven't been released yet, so they could be up a few ticks. Ken Jennings had the best, but they're saying that could be a blip, too, because he was the first host after. So people were watching just out of interest to see how it would go. Mm. But no, Anderson Anderson might not be uh, having a second career as a game show host. Yeah, it might be the polarizing element of CNN. That's CNN-Fox yeah. battle right now, yeah. too, right? Um, Rolling Stone magazine came out with a list of the top 100 sitcoms of all time. And uh, certainly a good time to do it because we've been watching a lot of TV and watching a lot of old shows. And even Netflix uh, said recently some of their highest rated stuff is a lot of the, the old stuff they've been showing, like The Office gets big numbers yeah. and friends well, and parks and rec having the time to go back and see shows that you may have missed mm-hmm. you know through that time and you knew there was buzz about so let's watch it you know funny uh, just going through this list and we're not going to rhyme off all 100 shows that would uh, be a bit much but they got a list of the top 20 and just in mentioning uh, friends doesn't even crack the top 20 of all time meanwhile really one of the highest rated certainly biggest revenue making shows ever but in the top ten, you've got the Larry Sanders show, you got Parks and Rec, Honeymooners, Mary Tyler Moore, MASH, All in the Family, I Love Lucy. Seinfeld sits at number three. Okay. I thought it would do battle for number one, but it sits at number three. I've seen one. That's good. Cheers. I've uh, seen number two. I used to watch that. And The Simpsons. Huh? Still on the air. Started in 89. Simpsons considered the greatest sitcom of all time. Yeah. I'm not really sure why. I'd have to go back, and you can go to RollingStone.com. The longevity, probably, probably. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is amazing. Like they, you know, haven't changed their characters. They haven't. They look the same. Right. Nobody's died. <laughs> it's, it is pretty amazing. And I guess 
they're one of the the few shows that could really be generational in, mm. in the way that it you know it appealed to teenagers in the 90s and still does now. Although it has become woke, right? Because it got rid of the convenience store, the East Indian convenience yep. store owner. Yeah. And I think they've changed a few of the uh, voices to match uh, certain characters, like having a woman do a woman. Yes. Man do, instead of uh, having like uh, Hank Azaria do all of them. Right. Yeah. It, it, they have made some some changes, but not in, in the artwork right. necessarily, right? That's right. That's right. Um, I looked at the list. I went through all 100 of them. You should do it yourself. You should go and scroll through them because I did it pretty quickly. So, so okay, if I go through, I'm looking for what? what I've seen an episode? Yeah, or... even, if, even if you acknowledge that you know of it or okay. have seen an episode, at least an episode, all sure. Right. My count out of 100, 70. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of TV. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of TV. <laughs> Uh, I was all watching, speaking of watching TV, so on uh, HBO Max, the uh, there's a new documentary called Wall Street, but not Wall Street as in finances, Wall Street as in uh, Wahlberg. Okay. And it's just about the family, but mostly about Mark and all his different uh, companies and things that he's involved in. He's got a pretty good life going, but he's insane. He's up at like three in the morning working out. Mm-hmm. Now he's doing another movie called Stew where he's got to gain like 30 pounds in three weeks. Like, did they just drop this on him? Oh, we're going to make a movie. You're cast. You're stew. And by the way, we're going to start filming in June. Can you dump 30 pounds on? Don't lose 30. Gain 30. Wow. Uh, so he's eating like eight meals a day. Well, why doesn't he just stop working out? And just sit and eat? Yeah. Or the praying? Well, I guess that doesn't change anything. <laughs> <laughs> he prays a lot. Boy, you think if, you know, you're a documentary filmmaker or you're a cameraman. You think, yeah. Oh, wow. This is pretty cool. For a couple of months, I get to follow Mark Wahlberg yeah. around. And, yeah. Or, <laughs> or you just say you get to follow a celebrity around. Then they tell you it's Mark Wahlberg. You're like, oh, crap. <laughs> the guy's up like 21 hours a day. It's insane. <laughs> it really is. And finally, John Mayer did something really nice. I guess about 16 years ago, there was a woman who was uh, supposed to be getting a photo with him. Maybe it was like some backstage event or something. So she's lined up, and she's waiting, and she's waiting. And it's almost her turn, and then John Mayer's manager carts him away. Oh, So she misses her photo. Well, her son, a guy named Brian, shared a photo of her in line waiting for John Mayer from 2005 and just how disappointed she was. And he was mentioning that it's his, it's his mom's birthday. And that it's a thing that's always driven her crazy since it happened. John Mayer saw it and he did this for her. Christine, even though it may appear I was mean, I was probably on my way to a thing. Well, anyway, weren't those the days? Happy birthday. That's nice of him. Then he had sex with her. (laughs) This might be the most bizarre question ever asked in a job interview. A woman uh, just tweeted out a picture of this question she got in an online job interview. The question is, you've been given an elephant. (laughs) You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the elephant? You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the elephant? My first answer is 
Elephant burgers, anybody? <laughs> that was my first thought. Probably what I probably what you I would write down. Grill it? <laughs> huh. I'd write it to my new job. Uh, okay. Say that. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good one. Definitely so. Or uh, find one way to make money off of it. Certainly rides. There you go. You'd get the job. A person who took a course on how to respond to interview questions said the correct answer is open a business where you can hire the elephant out for events. There you go. You'd have the gig. All right. What's it pay? Peanuts? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ho That's good. Uh, other ideas were, uh, unfortunately, I can no longer work here because raising this elephant is now my full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to travel from town to town solving mysteries. <laughs> Give me the job or my elephant will sit on your car. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> no space in the trunk. No. Pay peanuts. Look at you. Uh, Capitals and Rangers last night in a throwdown that was reminiscent of uh, way back when with Colorado and Detroit when uh, they went after Claude Lemieux after he almost uh, took Chris Draper's head off mm -hmm. way back when. Of course, Lemieux to this. I wonder if Lemieux looks back now and thinks, I shouldn't have turtled. <laughs> I should have. I should have gone. To, was it McCarty? Was it McCarty? He I think it's Darren McCarty, yeah. Uh, so last night you didn't just have one scrap going. You had a few. Uh, and uh, I guess trying to settle up things that the league itself doesn't seem to want to settle. Uh, no. I mean, all of it could have been avoided by a one-game suspension because it was back-to-back -back games, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, the league... Probably got what they wanted out of it. If they, if what they wanted was some interest, billing, everyone talking about right. it, and you know, flat on or right off, you know, last week, uh, a signing of a big American TV contract with mm -hmm. T and Turner Sports and ESPN, you know, all of a sudden having everyone talking about watching a game on a Wednesday night. Yep. Is probably pretty good for the league. I'm sure head office is, uh, is smiling a right. little bit. It's interesting that hockey as a sport has struggled so much in the U.S. I mean, they got so many teams all over the place now, Seattle coming aboard. And I know people in the past have said, oh, it's because of the warmer states and they don't get an, a, a cold game, a game on ice. But, I mean, they sit and they watch cars go left for hours on end. So I can't imagine why they've never been able to get onto the bandwagon when it came to hockey as much as Canadians do. Well, well no, tough to ever get onto hockey as much as Canadians do. No, but it's also, it's it's not part of their upbringing mm. in terms of, you know, most Canadians learn to skate, mm -hmm. uh, you know, early on in life. And a lot of them, a lot of Canadians play the game at some point. And so there's, you know, just a general interest in it. And, you know, Canadian success through it has, has helped a lot, although the American, you know, elite programs have been incredibly successful, uh, right. you know, as of late. But uh, it's, uh, you know, it's still one of those games that's, that's seen as a bit barbaric uh, because of, you know, the fighting element of it. And mm. it showed it last night. You're talking about six fights in the first five minutes, a line brawl one second into the game. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, 100 penalty minutes in the first period alone. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's <laughs> a hockey I like. When you look at the penalty box, you know, both penalty boxes yeah. were illegal in Ontario because there's too many people in a small space. And, you know, it's funny that we got as excited as we did if you're a, a fan of fighting in hockey, and I still, uh, I still like it. And uh, it's just funny how the world has changed because you talk to anybody under a certain age, you know, and you try to explain, like, bench-clearing brawls and the chaos that was the 70s and 80s. Mm. You want to talk about barbaric. It literally was like uh, gladiator. In the ring you go. 
maybe losing your head. Well, it, but it was a lot like what we saw last night, but all in one game. Right. Because, you know, the difference being was without the instigator rule, you had tough physical players who were there to protect stars. Right. And, you know, let's face it, early on, and you go back many years, I think Bobby Orr was a star. He was also a fighter. He's tough, yeah. Right? He was Gordy tough. Howe did it all, right? Gordy Howe as well. Uh, you know, but for Bobby Orr, the fact that he was a star and he was, you know, you know, chased down and went after so many times mm. probably shortened his career in mm-hmm. the end of it. That's why when Edmonton got Wayne Gretzky, they also got guys who could protect him yeah. so he wouldn't have to put up with that kind of stuff. And others uh, you know, have followed suit along that. But now, as they try and you know, take some of the staged fighting out of the game, mm. uh, they've also taken out some of the protection for the star players. And you know, with the league not following up with any kind of discipline for, for taking advantage of a small player, it... it, it it led to what we saw last night, which was, you know, for many who are, you know, fans of the game, even fans of fighting would look at it and go, oh, that's a bit much. <laughs> that's a, that was that was a lot. And to the point where you're calling up guys, you didn't even know who they were. Mm. They were just basically put in the lineup to fight. Yeah, and the fights weren't all that great. There was a couple of tussles, a few punches, and it right. was kind of over. I mean, it wasn't those, again, Tai Domi-style classic brawls where it's punch for punch. But look, you look on YouTube and you, you look up hockey fights and just see the amount of hits that Wendell Clark's All Heart video has. Oh, so I mean, good. we we love hockey fights, right? <laughs> Even a guy like yourself, who's a big fan of the game and understands and knows the game, still likes the hockey fights? He still enjoy a fight? Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, Do you think it should be gone from the game? No. 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 I, it's... it's you know, it's the passion in it that that right. leads to it. I, I'm I'm not a fan of what happened in the uh, with the puck drop one second in, right. and you get three guys fighting uh, like that. If it if it if it bores out of the course of the game, and you get two guys who are going at each other, you know, all throughout the game, and it explodes into that, mm-hmm. you know, yes, it's overly you know a testosterone filled sure. uh, type of action, but at the same time. I, I see how it gets to that point. You know, the the NHL might have stumbled on something, too, with COVID in this back-to-back stuff. They should start maybe looking towards doing like baseball does, where you have, instead of just games, you have series. Because then that kind of heat boils over, and you might get more of that excitement and then attract more American viewers. What's well, always been what's so attractive about the playoffs as right. well, right? right. Is that all of a sudden, you've got a series with one team, and anything... You know that that you can do uh, can see a repercussion one game right. later. I just spilled tea down my white T-shirt. I have to go home. Hmm. You did. Well, just a little stain, but it's there. <laughs> now it's going to throw me off for the rest of the morning. I can't see it beside the mustard. The I ketchup. have to go. <laughs> I got a whole condiment stand on my shirt. That's right. Name the condiment. We could play on my clothes. <laughs> No, I don't think I want to play Dave Not Stain with you. <laughs> oh, it's a fun game. Especially after Cinco de Mayo. Oh. <laughs> the stains aren't on my shirt. <laughs> if they are, it's wow. a serious problem. Wow. Yeah, I should go to the dock. <laughs> it was good, though. Man, the Mexican last night was good. I made enchiladas. What did you have? Uh, we did uh, fajitas, but nice. I did uh, steak and shrimp. Nice. Mm-hmm. Do you have any Corona? Uh, no, I didn't have Corona necessarily, but yeah. You had some cerveza? Yeah, I get the, yeah, I get a little of the land shark. Oh, but that's not Mexican. Well, it's close enough. Oh, you. It really is. It's southern. It. It's sweet. <laughs> and, and it was available. <laughs> um, plastic surgeons just released data 
from the last year. And the most popular type of procedure, butt implants. <laughs> There's a 22% rise in butt implants from 2020. <laughs> Uh, no other procedure either even comes close to that kind of growth. Really? Uh, everything no else, pun intended. Yeah, everything else is down. But uh, butt implants are huge. What are they trying to do? Make it bigger or lift it? Well, I, doctors have two theories. One, we spend so much time sitting around last year, we were worried that our butts are flattening out. Okay. And uh, during our boredom, we spent a ton of time scrolling through Instagram and watching reality TV. And we got butt envy from the people we saw. Hmm. Now, we also heard recently that... Uh, People are going to the dentist for a lot of dental work. Yes. Because they're seeing their teeth now on Zoom so much. Uh-huh. So top and bottom work. Mouth and butt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mix up the two. No. <laughs> the in and out. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.